You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 104 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi, Kelly. Hi, bud. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. How has the start of your school year been? Rough. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know how it goes. Huge love and support to all of the school staff, teachers, as well as students out there. I know that this is a hairy time, so. For sure. On a more pleasant note, we have a visual round up on our website that features famous authors. So check it out. Check it out. We also received a recent five-star review from listener Alpha Lady 82 Thank you so much for giving us those five stars, even though you're not quite sure about me. You know, I'm not quite sure about me either. Hopefully I grow <laughs> on you. Hopefully I grow on myself. But thank you for putting up with me. And thanks for those stars. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five. So you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is oily goths. O-I-L-Y-G-O-T. H-S. And the question that goes with this anagram is, what is the term for the study of tissues, specifically on the level of biological organization? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Double Double. This general knowledge round consists of answers that include consecutive double letters, an example would be roommate, which is R-O-O-M-M-A-T-E. So double O's followed by double M's. I think you get it. Question number one. What iconic London series of stencil murals, first seen in 2002 by graffiti artist Banksy, was the subject of a framed copy of work that spontaneously shredded during an auction in 2018 after being purchased for $1.4 million. Question number two. What accounting position is described as a person whose job is to keep records of the financial affairs of a business? Question number three. Released in 2003, what is the title of the anthology film by director Jim Jarmish that contains 11 short stories shot in black and white? Question number four. What Rolling Stones studio album was released in 1981 and is mostly composed of studio outtakes 
recorded from the 1970s. This hit album with a rhyming title included the smash single, Start Me Up. What is it called? Question number five. Considered a legend in her field, what American costume designer has been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Costume Design 12 times, winning four times for the films Chicago, Memoirs of a Geisha, Alice in Wonderland, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Question number six. What woodwind instrument in the double reed family is composed of six pieces and usually made of wood or synthetic plastic? There are two modern forms of this instrument, the buffet and the heckle. Question number seven. What country ballad by the English rock band The Beatles was included on their 1968 double album, The Beatles, also known as The White Album, and tells a story about an alliteratively named titular character who checks into a room only to find Gideon's Bible. Question number eight. A sweet treat favorite since 1914, the Heath Bar Candy Bar consists of milk chocolate, almonds, and what? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, double-double. Question number one. The iconic Banksy stencil mural that was the subject of a framed copy that spontaneously shredded during an auction after being purchased was... Girl with Balloon. We will also accept Balloon Girl or Girl and Balloon. If you wrote Balloon... And girl, you get that point. <laughs> Whatever combination they come in. The moment where it started shredding. It's so good. Was incredible. It's amazing. It will forever be historic. It was so good. So brilliant. Remember when this was my Halloween costume? I do. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Kelly wore a dress with this stenciled on the front that was all just fringed from the thighs down. <laughs> it was the best. So dumb. Question number two. The accounting position described as a person whose job is to keep records of the financial affairs of a business is a bookkeeper. And bookkeeper is really special because it has three consecutive double letters. That's a triple triple right there. It sure is, Kelly. <laughs> Question number three. The title of the 2013 anthology film by director Jim Jarmish, that consists of 11 short stories, is Coffee and Cigarettes. Question number four. The 1981 Rolling Stones album, mostly composed of studio outtakes recorded from the 1970s, 
that includes the hit single Start Me Up is Tattoo You. So apparently Keith Richards and Mick Jagger weren't really getting on too well when they were supposed to be outputting a new album, which is why they sort of dipped back into old recordings. And it actually was a major hit. Huh, there you have it. Just go back to the cutting room floor. Question number five. The costume designer who has been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Costume Design 12 times, winning four times, is Colleen Atwood. Question number six. The woodwind instrument in the double reed family that comes in two modern forms, the buffet and the heckle, is the bassoon. Kelly, do your best impression of a bassoon. Go. I couldn't even if I tried. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you. Question number seven. The 1968 Beatles song that tells the story about an alliteratively named titular character who checks into a room only to find Gideon's Bible is Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon checked into his room only to find Gideon's Bible. So I actually really like this song. It's very whimsical, especially for the White Album. Yeah, it's kind of a weird song. Kind of was an anthem when I was in high school among like the stoner types, but yeah. But don't you hate it when you check into a room only to find Gideon's Bible? Yes. (laughs) Can I exchange this for some room service tater tots? Thank you. Question number eight. The popular Heath Bar candy bar consists of milk chocolate almonds, and toffee. Yum. Mmm. I'll take it. Moving on to round two. All aboard round two, our audio round. This one is called Hot Tracks, and it is a music round of songs with train in the title. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Five. 
six. Seven. So he's leaving the life. He's come to know. Ooh. He said he's going. He said he's going back to find. Going back to find. Ooh, 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 what's left of his world. H. the answers for round two hot tracks song number one is train in vain by the clash song number two is love train by the ojs Song number three is Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. Song number four is Night Train by Jason Aldean. Come on, baby, let's go listen to the night train. Song number five is Come On, Ride It, The Train by Quad City DJs. Song number six is Jumping Someone Else's Train by The Cure. Song number seven is Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. And song number eight is Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. So I like a lot of songs on this list. The Clash, that song is great. The guitar tones in the intro to Jumping Someone Else's Train by The Cure are some of my favorite And I've never heard Night Train by Jason Aldean, but I would like to say that I had a very unfortunate afternoon into evening where I ingested some tofu pups, which are like a veggie form of hot dogs, and way too much Night Train (laughs) on the heels of a breakup and got pretty violently ill. It sounds bad. Yeah, it was super gross, and I will never ingest either of those things for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah, it seems reasonable. That combo is not a friend of the show. No. It's really gross. It's the worst. Gross. (laughs) It sounds nasty. (laughs) Moving on to round three. Round number three is called Ladies First. This classic subject round is about U.S. First Ladies. Question number one. Presiding over the Easter egg roll in 1933, wearing riding trousers, 
who is the first first lady to wear pants in public? Question number two. Who is the only U.S. president to never have been married? Hint, he is also the only president from Pennsylvania. Question number three. There are two formal White House gardens, the Rose Garden and what other garden that bears the name of an iconic first lady? Question number four. Despite popular belief that Melania Trump was the first first lady to be born outside of the U.S., John Quincy Adams's wife, Louisa, was the first and only other first lady to be born outside the U.S. What European country was she from? Question number five. The White House Communications Agency assigns each member of the first family a code name for the Secret Service agents to use during their time in the White House. What former first lady and wife to the 41st U.S. president was given the code name Tranquility? Question number six. The public health campaign Let's Move was led by what first lady and graduate of Princeton University and Harvard Law School? Question number seven. Who was the wife of the 37th U.S. president and first first lady to earn a graduate degree? Question number eight. Who is the first woman to be both a president's wife and the mother of a president and the first to live in the White House? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, ladies first. Question number one. Wearing riding trousers at the 1933 Easter egg roll, the first first lady to wear pants in public was Eleanor Roosevelt. This does not surprise me. No. This tracks. Mm-hmm. Question number two. The only U.S. president to have never been married is... James Buchanan, who was the 15th president of the United States. Apparently, he was handsome and unmarried for life. Bachelor. Yeah. There you go. Probably gay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was my thought. I was like, mm, family? Hmm. Mm, maybe. I think we're overdue for another gay president. Yeah, bring him on. I'm busy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can't do it next year. <laughs> Question number three. There are two formal White House gardens, the Rose Garden and the Jacqueline Kennedy Garden. I'm surprised Melania didn't have her way with both of those gardens. Ooh, 
Nothing tops those murder Christmas trees, but. (laughs) I know. I was like, should I feel guilty that I love them? I know. They were pretty fun, but they were not in the holiday spirit. (laughs) They're so dope. I would put them up, though. Yeah. It's like pure witchcraft. Yeah. Amazing. I loved it. (laughs) And her just walking out with that scowl. (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. John Quincy Adams' wife, Louisa, the first and only other first lady to be born outside the U.S., besides Melania Trump, was from England. So Melania is the only first lady that English was her second language, but she was not the first lady to be born outside the U.S. Fun facts. So fun. (laughs) Question number five. The former first lady and wife to the 41st U.S. president that was given the Secret Service codename Tranquility was Barbara Bush, friend of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Big time friend of the show. Hey, Babs. Babs is Bush. Babs is back. (laughs) A fun fact or a gross fact is that Donald and Melania's codenames were Mogul and Muse. I hate that. Cool. Question number six. The first lady and graduate of Princeton University and Harvard Law School that led the public health campaign, Let's Move, was Michelle Obama. Yes, ma'am. I will move for her. (laughs) Same. Those videos of her working out were intense, though. Well, she's ripped. She was chest pressing to... 35-pound dumbbells. That's insane. Dang, girl. Get it. At the height of my fitness career, and right now I'm just a total sloth pile situation, I could maybe chest press 220s, but 235s is insane. She is ripped. She is. She always looks good. She does. Get it, mama. Question number seven. The wife of the 37th U.S. president and first first lady to earn a graduate degree was... Pat Nixon. Question number eight. The first woman to be both a president's wife and the mother of a president and the first to live in the White House was Abigail Adams. Moving on to round four. Round number four is called Winos. This celebrity pop culture round focuses on famous people who have dabbled in the wine industry. Question number one. Politicians don't just drink fancy wine, they make it. What Californian Speaker of the House of Representatives owns two vineyards, Zinfandel Lane and Skellinger Lane? Question number two. Named after their 2009 album, what Drops of Jupiter band runs Save Me San Francisco Wine Co. on the side? Question number three. What Godfather director has a prominent Napa winery bearing his name? Question number four. A frequent collaborator with Pitbull, what yeah rapper owns a Paso Robles winery? Question number five. What flamboyant touchdown celebrator, known as T.O., 
is the only NFL Hall of Fame inductee to skip the ceremony and host his own. Let's hope his wine, 81, named after his jersey number, was flowing. Question number six. After being skyrocketed to childhood fame for her role in E.T., what Carmel Road winemaker is the youngest person to ever guest host Saturday Night Live? Question number seven. The host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives and Face of Food Network also runs a winery called Hunt and Ride, named after his two sons. Who is he? Question number eight. This R&B and hip-hop legend, who has won nine Grammy Awards since releasing her 1992 debut album, What's the 411, released her own brand of wines in 2020 called Sun Goddess Wines. Who is she? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, winos. Question number one. The Californian Speaker of the House of Representatives who owns two vineyards is Nancy Pelosi. Fancy Nancy. Mm -hmm. Get that wine, girl. Yeah. She needs it. (laughs) 100%. She was probably like, I better grow my own. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to run out. There is not enough vineyards to deal with these people. Right. Question number two. Named after their 2009 album, the Drops of Jupiter band that runs Save Me San Francisco Wine Co. on the side is Train. Kelly and I have already admitted our dislike of the band Train. I don't know. I think they're an easy target, but can't stand them. They're real bad, though. (laughs) (laughs) They're real bad. I haven't tried the wine, though. I feel almost bad picking on them, but at the same time, I'm like, stop. Stop singing about your chest hair. Maybe only make wine, and I haven't even tasted it, but I bet it's better. Gotta be better than they sound. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. Well, question number three. The Godfather director with a prominent Napa winery bearing his name is Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola wines are huge. Huge. Yeah. What can't this family do? (laughs) And then the black sheep, Nicolas Cage (laughs) in the wings, you know? Right. I told you that I met Francis Ford Coppola before, right? Yeah. He wasn't very nice. I would believe that. (laughs) And he was really mean to his wife. (laughs) I don't like that. I know. I didn't either. I was like, okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Question number four. The, yeah, rapper who owns a Paso Robles winery is Lil John. And his brand of wines is called the more sophisticated <laughs> Little Jonathan. It's pretty good. Which is hilarious, right? Question number five. The NFL Hall of Famer known as T.O. with a wine brand named after his jersey number is Terrell Owens. 
Question number six. The Carmel Road winemaker, who is the youngest person to ever guest host SNL, is Drew Barrymore. This makes sense. I think she's been in the wine business for a while now. Yeah. I've never tried Carmel Road, but I'm also like not really a wine person. Yeah, I would try. I don't think I have either. I mean, I'll try anything, but I won't be able to tell if it's good or bad. Sure, sure. You should never waste good wine on me. Oh. Good vodka, however, not a waste. Not a waste. Pour it down. Question number seven. The host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, who runs a winery named after his two sons, is... Guy Fieri. So if I was a sommelier, if you will, (laughs) I would say that his brand of wine has essences of Oakley's and Jocket. (laughs) Ridiculous. I'm sensing a flame shirt. (laughs) And some Crocs. (laughs) Question number eight. The R&B and hip-hop legend who has won nine Grammy Awards and has her own brand of wines called Sun Goddess Wines, is Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Legend. Come on now. Totally. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. With a name that translates to sail, what is the most northern port city in Tanzania that sits on the Indian Ocean near the Kenyan capital? Question number two. Presented since 1946, the PDB is a daily summary of all high-level, all-source information and analysis on national security issues produced for the president and key cabinet members and advisors. What does PDB stand for? Question number three. In the Dragon Ball franchise, who is the earthling character and first child and son of Vegeta and Bulma and the eldest brother of Bulla? Question number four. When tuned in standard, what is the fourth string down on a six-string guitar in the key of? Question number five. Bred from Old English Bulldogs, what popular dog breed was developed in Germany and is described as a medium to large short-haired dog with a square muzzle and powerful bite. This type of dog is the mascot of Pacific University. Question number six. What is the fictional underwater city and setting for the animated franchise SpongeBob SquarePants? Question number seven. What risque R&B hit song released in 2000 with a rhyming title opens with the lyrics, This thing right here is letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. You know, the finer things in life. 
it's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. Whoa, Kelly, what was that? Maybe me gulping down some sun goddess wine. <laughs> oh, uh, share with your friends. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that was a triple tater. Ah, yes, yes. So if you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. With a name that translates to sail, the most northern port city in Tanzania is Tanga. Question number two. The PDB, a daily summary of national security issues, info for the president and key cabinet members and advisors, stands for Presidential Daily Briefs. I would take a daily PBJ or a daily PDB anytime. Yeah, they're probably not very fun. <laughs> Snoozeville. Question number three. In the Dragon Ball franchise, the earthling character and first child and son of Vegeta and Balma is Trunks. Question number four. When tuned in standard, the fourth string down on a six-string guitar is the G string. It sure is. Hey, Kelly, what are the other strings called? D. Uh-huh. E. Uh-huh. F. No. There's no F string? There is not an F string. Oh. From the top, it is E-A-D-G-B-E. So there's actually two E strings. Oh. No Fs. Confusing. <laughs> For a non-guitarist. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Question number five. Bred from the Old English Bulldogs, the popular dog breed that was developed in Germany and is the mascot of Pacific University, are boxers. Cuties. Little tough guys, yeah. Yeah, go get them. They've got like zero body fat. Little solid numbers. Cute little guys. Question number six. The fictional underwater city and setting for SpongeBob SquarePants is Bikini Bottom. Super cute. I feel like this series holds up. It's pretty great. Not a big cartoon person. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I feel like not enough people die. <laughs> yeah, it's not true crime. That's true. So that's the issue. <laughs> You're getting the vibe. <laughs> Question number seven. The risque R&B hit song that opens with the lyrics, This thing right here is letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. You know, the finer things in life is thong song. You know, the finer things in life, a.k.a. wedgies, I guess. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, this goes without saying, but I've never dabbled with thongs. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
They're the worst. I mean, yeah, they're not comfortable. Hmm. But sometimes you got to avoid those underwear lines, you know? <laughs> With all my like sweatpants and black denim, <laughs> it's not really a concern. Sure, sure. No, thank you. <laughs> question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Tanga. Presidential daily briefs. Trunks. G-string. Boxers. Bikini bottom. And thong song. <laughs> and all of those answers include types of... What is it, Kelly? It's so... I... Such an elusive connection. I can't figure this one out. <laughs> Underwear cuts. Hey, Kelly. Yes? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> You're not going to like the answer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Minus boy shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> Boo hiss. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was oily goths. What did you just call me? <laughs> You're not very oily. Excuse me. I pride myself on being mad. <laughs> the maddest. Like all goths. Yes. The question that went with this anagram was, what is the term for the study of tissues, specifically on the level of biological organization? And the answer is histology. Oily goths scrambles up to be histology. Did you know that we have our two-year anniversary coming up soon? Yeah, it's right around the corner. I know, it's going to be great. Blowout situation, no big deal. Big time celebrations. Big time stuff. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week was Heights by Edoy. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later, later taters. Question number four. The yeah rapper yeah. who owns uh, you yeah, yeah. yeah. you hold on my cat's meowing at the door <laughs> hi buddy hi oh there it is hi buddy yeah the Earthling character and first child and son of Vegeta and Balma is Trunks.
Do I say that different than I did? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Vegeta? Vegeta? I don't really know. Vagina? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Let's keep going. I don't know. Okay. <laughs>